Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass, and this is the behavior edition of the show. And I'm here live in the studio today. So if you'd like to call in, um, think of your question. If you call in now, uh, all the lines are open. It's 860-522-WTIC. And uh, if you call, we might be put on hold for a little bit, but uh, certainly if you called now, no, no issues, no problems. And if you want to talk to me, but you don't want to go on the air or you can't call me right now, you can check my website, Lori Fast Dog Training, and send me an email or give me a call. If I can answer your question easily, I'm very happy to do that. Uh, certainly there are things that are going to take more time, um, but you'd be surprised at how many things are simple. And if you do this, wow, okay, we can solve that problem. So, you know, as, as much as I can help people, I'm certainly going to give it a try. Uh, I was mentioning to uh, John Matulis from Law Talk, who's just leaving the studio as I was coming in, that today a new law in Connecticut regarding how – Dogs can be tethered for how long, under what conditions, and what constitutes adequate shelter. And uh, it's, I mean, it's kind of sad in a way that um, people have to be told that your dog should have access to water at least twice a day and ought not to be left out when the weather is horrible. But apparently there are people who need to be told this, and uh, the new statute is Fairly similar to the old one, but uh, it does get pretty detailed about what adequate shelter is going to consist of. And if you violate one of these statutes, um, you're going to get a $100 fine for the first offense, 200 for the second, and between 250 and 500 for the third offense. So, you know, I mean, some people sometimes need that kind of motivation to uh, – to do the right thing, which is, again, too bad that you need to have laws to make people have some sort of social conscience or 
I don't know, accountability to how they might want to be treating their animals. But um, if you don't have laws like that and people are doing these sorts of neglectful things, then uh, there's nothing anybody can do about it. So sometimes it's a little tricky with laws. Um, who's going to enforce them, who's going to follow it through, but it's better than nothing. So anyway, starting today, there's been a little bit of an uptick in uh, the tethering and what would be considered adequate shelter laws in the state of Connecticut. Okay, let's see. I have Bob. Let's see if I can help Bob. Hi, Bob. How you doing? I listen to your show all the time. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, me and my daughter got two new kittens about four five weeks ago okay did you did you just say you and your dog got two new kittens no my daughter my daughter. oh okay <laughs> all right. okay all right um, sorry i i used to not rescue strays but i used to just they used to, i you know i'd they'd be under my porch and i'd bring them in okay and I, I had like nine cats in my house one time and then finally after last one i said no more cats so for about five years we haven't had a cat my daughter says why don't we get some cats so we got these two uh, boys, and they are great. It's, it's how animals liven up your house. Oh, I yeah. Forgot, <laughs> you know? Um, so they're about, uh, I don't know, eight, ten weeks old. When do we get them fixed? Oh, okay. All right. Well, you know. It's a um, easy question. I do not know. <laughs> well, okay. So I'm not the vet, but I've had a lot of cats, and I would say you're probably looking at maybe a little earlier than you would with a dog, and so I'm going to say about five or six months. All right. So, uh, yeah, so uh, 26 weeks instead of how old they are now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There. I mean, there are some rescue groups that um, spay and neuter kittens and dogs very young, and mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really necessarily the no, biggest I'm fan not, of that. And, and the, the the cats I used to like help out. Um, they're outdoor cats. These cats are never going to see outside of the house. Okay. Well, I mean, do you have a vet picked out for them? Uh, no, we do not. Okay. Where Where did they come from? Where did the kittens come from? My ex-wife has a cat. Okay. Um, um, I forget what her name is. The mother of that. <laughs> you forgot the name of your ex-wife. <laughs> no, no, no. Like okay. You. All right. Sorry. Like you, but that's <laughs> well, if you, I mean, I'm, I'm no. messing all this stuff up. I think you got kittens for your dog. You don't remember your ex-wife's yeah, yeah. name. You know. <laughs> no. My the the mother of my ex-wife's cat. Okay. Is and my ex-wife's cat is like six years old. Okay. He's these kittens are 10 weeks old, so I don't know whether the lady has, like, a kitten mill or whatever, but they're like cousins. Okay, well, part of the reason I'm asking is because, um, you know, it's usually wise to get the kittens looked at now, and, you know, maybe they need some deworming, they probably need some initial shots, some little kitten shots, okay? Yep. And uh, so it'd probably be a good idea to find a vet that you like, and then you can ask yeah. them, you know, what what age they recommend uh, spaying or neutering. I mean, I'm shooting that out there, but I'm not doing the surgery, so you know, yeah. it'd probably be a good idea to get a relationship it's, with it's a vet. So cool having little kittens. I mean, I, I can't even tie my boots anymore because oh, very when entertaining. I'm boots, <laughs> when I'm tying my boots, I tie one, and then the other one they attack uh, me. I have to go to work with my. Uh, my shoelaces in my boots because you, when you have one kitten, okay, you can deal with it. When you got two of them, they're like attacking. <laughs> they're tag teaming <laughs> I, I, you. 
<laughs> I tell you, kittens are, you know, for five years the house been quiet. The, the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. The, yeah I, I think they're, they're, they're Sher- Sherman Hill Hospital right down the road from us. Okay. Uh, in the Middlebury, Waterbury line. Um, so, yeah, so we'll go see them first. That's yeah, the- because, you know, um, it's not unlikely that they might need to be dewormed. Okay. Yeah. And there's some initial shots that they should have. Um, right. and you know, that's probably good to, you know, get them started. And then if you, if you're a patient at the vet office, if anything goes wrong, they have a record of you and you, you know, like I said, you're establishing a, a relationship at the vets and, um, I, you know, if you called five different vet places, they'll probably give you similar answers, but they might be different. You know, some vets will say, well, you should do it. At the, you should have them spayed or neutered at this age, or somebody else might say right. another age. And, you know, does it make that big of a difference? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm more inclined to wait the longer time than the shorter time, if, if all things being equal. But, uh, yep. you know, that's something that you want to do is... Well, you know, I'll call up my ex-wife, whatever hell her name is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's like this lady is pretty beautiful. I don't know if she just has a kitten mill or just it just happened that... You know, she has a cat that had more cats. Well, you know, if you if you have cats and you do not get them fixed, okay, this oh. can start exponentially turning into a nightmare. Years well, ago, there are um, two boys. They're twins. They're uh, well, not you. I'm not talking about yours. I'm oh, talking about where they oh, came God. from. Okay, so I mean, people start out. They have maybe two cats, and you know, they don't bother to spay or neuter them, and then they've got nine cats then they've got 20 cats then they've got 50 cats you know so it gets really crazy pretty fast if you don't do something about it so one one cat that was up on my doorstep one day and a big burly beautiful cat nice and he must have he was hung around the house in, in not in our house but outside um and then one day or night he must have got attacked by a raccoon or something so I bring him to the vet, and it costs like a thousand dollars. Yep. And, and I don't even know this cat. Two days later, the cat's gone. I go, oh. I go, that's a thousand dollars down the road. So these two kittens are never going to see the outside. Yeah, well, it's, it's certainly safer that way. So, yep. yeah, I mean, I've had cats that I have let out, but it's only because I found them outside, and right. it was really hard to keep them in the house. But if I have a cat from a kitten, you know, we're just, we stay inside, and that's that. Yeah. All right, well, I will enjoy your guys' show. Okay. <laughs> gal show. All right, see you later. All right, take care. Have fun with your cats. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. What's going on here? Okay. So I think we have another caller, and I think I will talk to them after the break. So we'll be right back. Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to the Behavior Edition with Lori Fast today. And uh, we have a caller on hold who I'm going to get to in a second. I just want to throw the numbers out one more time. It's 
860-522-WTIC. So the lines are open. I'm here until 2. So if you want to call in, I'd love to hear from you. Again, 860-522-WTIC. Hello. You're on the air. Oh, hey. Uh, I have a dog, and I had a little problem this summer with the dog. Okay. It's got a bunch of bumps around the joints and the front legs. Uh-oh. And it's kind of like an open sore, and the fluid's coming out of there. Well, that sounds pretty bad. Okay, well, um, it could be a lot of different things, but just for clarification, um, this show has a veterinary edition and also a behavior edition. And last week was Dr. Andrea Dennis, who is from the Bloomfield oh. Animal Hospital, and she'll be on again next week. Um, so if you wanted to talk to somebody who could better speculate what that might be, then you'd probably want to talk to her next week. But right. um, the, my question is, did you have anybody actually look at this? Not yet. Uh, I wanted to talk to her first, and then if I can't do it over the phone, I would like to just uh, have it checked out by her. Oh, okay. So you want to make this was the show. That's why it I is. Talked. It is the show, but it's a very confusing show because um, it it unlike any other show, we alternate um, who's on the air. So most shows, like w like with law talk, you don't have one lawyer specializing in one thing one week and another lawyer, and you don't see John Matulis. It's always John Matulis. Do you know what I mean? So with pet talk, it's the behavior edition, which is me, and the medical edition, which is Dr. Dennis. Okay. Does that well, make sense? I have a question about the behavioral of my dog. Then. Okay. Well, I'm better equipped to help you with that. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. He pulls a lot. <laughs> okay. What kind of a dog is he? It's uh, I think it's an American Bulldog. Okay. All right. And when you walk him, what kind of training equipment do you use? I don't use too much. I used to use that uh, uh, thing with the spikes on it. On the prong neck. collar? Yeah. And did he pull when you had that? Not as much, but he did pull, and then it kind of dug into his neck, and it made some sore. Oh, it, okay, he's got sensitive skin? Yeah, maybe. Okay. All right, well, um, you know, there's obviously we can train him, okay, but I can't do that on the phone. So right. we might want to have, you know, some other type of training equipment that might help stop him from pulling. So I'm going to give you two other suggestions besides the prong collar, although you can get rubber tips for the prong collar to make it less irritating. Okay. Okay. So you could do that. Um, then there's a variety of collars that go on a dog's nose. So uh, Gentle Leader is one. Halty is another brand. Uh, there's a different kind called a Cane collar, which they all go on the dog's nose and on the top of their neck, and the leash attaches to the part that goes on the dog's nose. And so if they pull, it kind of turns their head so they can't pull very effectively because you're steering them with the head. Okay. Okay. And then a, th a third possibility is you can get a leash that has, um, and I'm not sure exactly what this is going to be called, and if you wanted more specific information, you'd have to email me. I'd look it up. I don't have a name for it, but it's basically a, a little clip that is on the mid, the, so the leash hooks to the collar, then halfway down the leash, there's like a clip or a little 
thing that you can uh, slip the leash through. So then the leash goes up underneath them. So it kind of goes up under like their belly area. And then if you're if you're trying to control them, you're pulling more up underneath their belly, and also that makes it harder for them to pull. Okay. Okay. Would so you can have all this stuff. Ah, uh, not necessarily. I mean, the, the head collars are something I've seen quite a lot at the pet stores. Um, the little rubber tip things. Mm, I don't know. You, I mean, you can order those. And then the other one, I've seen them at pet stores, but I, I, it's, a lot of the pet stores are not reliable with what they have. But if you're not sure about what this is and you want more specific, it's called this. You can get it there. Then I would recommend that you just send me an email and just check my website for contact information, which is Lori Fast Dog Training. Did you ever use the head collar? I have. I mean, that's not usually the first thing that I use, but there are a lot of dogs that do very well with that, and uh, I certainly have used it, yeah. Yeah, this dog's a little hard-headed. I don't know if you know anything about those dogs. Oh, yeah, I've worked with them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're going to have to get him used to the feeling of the thing on his nose, yeah, so that's, right. that's an issue, too. But if he's got a sensitive – some dogs have very sensitive skin, and, um, you know, uh, uh, metal on their skin will, some dogs actually have like allergic reactions to metal, just like some people yeah. can't wear certain jewelry. So they do have little rubber tips you can put on, on the collar to prevent that. Okay. I'll try that and I'm going to give you a call back. Yeah. If you, if you have a problem, you can just, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't have the, like sometimes people email me and I say, well, this is the product. This is the name of the product and this is where you can get it. And then I'll email it back to you. So, you know, if you want more specifics, I can, I can do that. I just can't do it right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Miss Fast. Okay. You take care. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. I'm fiddling around with buttons over here. Is this Ray? Uh, yes. How are you doing today? Good. Okay. I'm just having a little button trauma. Can't seem oh. to hang the line up, and I didn't want to. One time I was on the air, and um, I didn't hang the phone up, and I was broadcasting. You know that signal you get when you're on the phone, and it goes beep, 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 beep. And I, I said, oh, we're having technical difficulty, but the technical difficulty was me. But anyway, <laughs> okay. So what could I help you with today? Um, yes, yeah, so we've had our dog for about, uh, let's see, well, maybe a little less than a year, actually, because she'll be a year in November. We've got a nice December issue. But we also just uh, today um, got a kitten. Okay. So we're, I was wondering what the, like, if there's any suggestions or anything to Okay, well, uh, um, better or, how is like, your kitten doing? Is your kitten uh, scared or is your kitten, like, having a good time or... Well, she was, you know, she was pretty chill and everything, but uh, I guess we may have been trying too hard. We'd had him, like, trying to interact with each other, and she, she took a swipe at the dog. Yeah. But it wasn't like she, was, like she was irritated, like, you know, you're in my face, I don't want you to. Right. You know, what kind of a dog do you have? Um, she's a rescue, so she's a, a, a mutt. She's, I believe she's uh Australian Shepherd, Brittany Spaniel, uh, Pointer, Okay. And retriever. So, All right, yeah, a long list here. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so what is her attitude towards the kitten? Is it curious or is it very excited? Or wh and what did she do when the kitten took a swipe at her? Um, she's kind of stepped like that back and like didn't really like she didn't lunge at her or bark or. Okay. Like that All right. Afterwards, but uh, yeah, she's 
She's curious but not sure what to make of it. She doesn't know if she should hunt it or like it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, if your dog was very aggressive, then your dog would have gotten angry and retaliated when the kitten took a swipe at her. Um, right. And it sounds like she's just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. What is this thing? Um, right. And so, you know, I would make sure that you have places for the kitten to go that the kitten can feel safe. You know, right, yeah. Um, and you might yeah. even want to have a baby gate so the kitten can stay behind the baby gate. And you know, chances are the kitten will very easily climb the baby gate, but it'll be the kitten's right. choice. Um, but the way you're describing it to me, it sounds like your dog is not being overly aggressive, and it yeah. sounds like your kitten is, you know, pretty confident and not freaking out. And for your kitten to say, hey, beat it, buddy, and give give your dog a swipe, and then the dog backs up a little bit, that sounds good. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, this is our first time doing it, and it's my, I've had I've had cats and dogs growing up, but I, lived, I grew up on a farm. Uh-huh. So they were just farm cats, so the dogs never even bothered. But well, you know, I mean, you can have yeah. problems, like, for instance, if you have an adult cat and you bring a puppy, especially a little puppy, the adult mm-hmm. cat can really hurt the puppy, which people right. don't often think of, but that can happen. And then um, if you have a dog who's very, you know, prey-driven, they might think of the kitten as, you know, like something to chase and kill. But if the kitten's right. giving it a swipe and she's backing up and your dog is backing up... <laughs> Well, obviously, that's not going to happen. Okay, <laughs> right, so I think yeah, you already sure. tested that one. So, <laughs> yeah. so I don't. You know, I mean, some dogs are very chill with little animals, and I would trust right. them. And um, other animals, I don't. One of my dogs is very prey driven, but he grew up with cats. So, you know, with my pets and my cats in my house, he's fine. But right. I would not trust him out. He's killed rabbits, and you know, I, I have to be right. careful with that. So, I usually send my other dogs out first who won't hurt these little animals, but they'll chase them away. And then they mm-hmm. clear the yard. Then I let Herman out. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes dogs will carry that over to um, to cats and think of them right. as some sort of prey animal that uh, is fun to kill. But I think we, I think you already tested that and you're, you're okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Thank you. Thank you for setting my mind at ease with that. <laughs> yeah. Because if your dog was going to do something, I think something bad would have happened. So okay. I think we're good. You just got to give them some time and they'll probably make friends. Okay. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Appreciate All it. right. Well, have fun with your new cat. <laughs> thank you. So okay. Bye bye. Bye. Okay. All right. I think I hung that up. Did a good job. No broadcasting weird signals on the air. And we have to go to a break. So we will be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. Uh, this is the Behavior Edition. My name is Lori Fass and I'm here live in the studio. So that means you can call in. Sometimes we'll play pre-recorded shows or previously aired shows for a variety of reasons. But today I'm actually here. So the lines are open. If you wanted to call, it's 860-522-WTIC. And uh, I always invite people to contact me off the air. I know it's not always convenient, and maybe maybe you don't want to be on the radio. I don't know. But if you wanted to contact me off the air, I just invite you to check out my website, which is lauriefassdogtraining.com. So that's that. Anyway, next week, um, Dr. Dennis will be back, and we are pretty much doing a straight rotation this month, which means if you're listening to me next week, you're going to be listening to her. If you're listening to her the following week, you'll be listening to me, because I know one of the callers seemed to be getting a little confused there, which it is confusing, so I don't blame him. So anyway, um, people call me sometimes with similar questions, and um Sometimes it's sort of interesting. Things happen in in phases where the same question keeps coming up over and over again. And uh, just in general, people often say to me that they're doing something and it doesn't work. And sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it's not a very good idea to do whatever it is you're doing. But for whatever reason, and I've heard people call in the air and, and say this, but for whatever reason, I've gotten a lot of comments from people lately telling me that they've used the product Bitter Apple and it doesn't work. And so, of course, I kind of have a pretty good idea of what they're going to tell me. So um, I ask them, how are you using it? And, and I also ask, what exactly are you using? Because uh, there are a number of products that are supposedly bad tasting. And the Bitter Apple product that I'm talking about is made by a company called Granix. And I've seen other products called Bitter Apple, but they're not the same thing. They don't taste as bad. And I've seen some that just really, you know, taste sort of, you know, maybe not great, but not as bad. So what people generally tell me they're doing when they're using this product and it doesn't work is they don't want their dog, for example, to chew their their couch or the legs of their table and they're spraying it on there and the dog goes and just chews it anyway, which... You know, you'd think that's how the product was designed and that should be how it works. And so if you do that, that means it doesn't work. Well, that's really not going to work. And here's why. Bitter apple tastes bad when it's wet 
And when it dries, unless you have an animal who's extremely sensitive to it, um, it's not going. It won't work. So let's say your dog is chewing on uh, the table leg. And as they're chewing the table leg, you're spraying the part they're chewing as they're chewing it, and they're getting a direct taste of it as they're chewing it. Uh, that's going to work <laughs> because they're actually tasting it. If I wanted to uh, safeguard my house from a dog chewing, I'd need gallons of bitter apple, and my house would be wet all the time, which is, of course, ridiculous. So it doesn't really work that way. Um, because I spray it near where an animal might be chewing as they're chewing it, I like to get the alcohol out of it. Uh, the product Granix Bitter Apple used to make products for birds, small animals, and that particular type of bitter apple um, was made with about maybe 5% alcohol, and the kind they have now is about 20% alcohol. So what I do is I Sounds like a cooking show now. I take the bitter apple, I put it in a pan, and I boil it for maybe 15, 20 minutes and reduce it. So essentially I'm getting rid of quite a lot of the alcohol. And don't stand over the pan when you do it because the alcohol evaporating out is not a good thing. So then I put it in a measuring cup to see just how much alcohol and liquid I got out of there. So if we started with eight ounces, now we're maybe down to four or five. And then I add water. So I'm reconstituting it with water. So basically, I'm now turning the product into uh, what they used to make for birds or small animals, essentially bad tasting water. All right. And that way, I'm not putting alcohol on my furniture. I'm not putting alcohol on my pet. Um, but I'll also sometimes change the bottle that it comes in. It comes in a bottle that poofs out in like a little misty spray. And I'll change it to a bottle that comes out in a more thick stream. So uh, sometimes I'll demo this for people. I'll take a paper towel. <laughs> it's like a, I don't know, some kind of product show here where you take, I take a paper towel and I take the bottle that comes in and I spray the paper towel. I spray it a couple of times and I'll say, do you see anything on there? And they'll say, well, not much. Then I'll take the other bottle that I like to put it in, which comes out in a big flushy stream and I'll squirt the paper towel one time and it's really obvious that it's wet. So if you get the alcohol out of there, you change the bottle and you directly put it on the thing as they're chewing it. And in some cases, if, you know, I put it on there and then they just go to another spot, I'll put it on there and then give them a taste of it. So they actually are tasting it. Then most always it does work. But if I take the bitter apple and just go poop, 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 puffy here, puff there. No, that's that is not going to work. Um, there are some products that are designed to stay on hard surfaces. They they come as like a uh, like in a tube, like looks like a toothpaste tube or something. So Fooey, which is F O O E Y, makes a product that's a gel that you could put on a hard surface, like a chair leg or a table leg or something like that, and it'll stay on there. And if a dog goes to chew it, or a cat, I mean, sometimes cats eat wires. Uh, which is not good at all. As people, a couple of people called in with kittens and kittens eating wires, bad thing. So you can put that kind of gel on the wires. Um, and I've also used with cats, it's a little time consuming, but that nail polish that um, you get to 
keep you from biting your nails and paint the wires with that. So if they chew it, that's not so good. I don't think that would work with a dog, but it does seem to work pretty well with cats. But if you want something to stay on a surface that's hard, it has to be a gel, not a liquid, or something that you can paint on it. It'll stay there. And if you want bitter apple to work, your animal has to actually taste it, which they won't if you just poof it on there and then two hours later, it's gone anyway. So, you know, when people tell me something doesn't work, that doesn't mean it doesn't work. It just means you need to adjust it to make it work by doing the things that I had suggested. But anyway, I think maybe we're going to go to a break and we'll be right back. Macavity's a mystery cat. He's called the hidden paw. For he's the master criminal who can defy the law. He's the battlement of Scotland Yard, the flying squad's despair. The scene of crime. not there. Hello and welcome back to the last part of Pet Talk on WTIC. <clears throat> You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. I'm here until two, so if you wanted to call in, if you called in right now, I could talk to you on the air. If you don't want to do that, contact me off the air. But if you want to call in, again, the numbers are 860-522-WTIC. And if you want to contact me off the air, I just suggest you check out my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com. And that has uh, my email and my um, phone number and when I'm doing different classes, it also lists when I'm going to be on the air. But as I mentioned, um, this month is a straight rotation. Me, Dr. Dennis, me, Dr. Dennis. So next week is going to be Dr. Dennis. So save up your medical questions for her for next week. So anyway, <clears throat> one of the things that I also find people say to me is they will say uh, – you're a dog trainer, so you are going to think or believe or tell me, and then they tell me what you know what they think I'm going to say. And very often, I'm not going to say any. I'm not going to say that at all. <laughs> and one of the things that uh, people like to tell me that I'm going to tell them is that uh, their their dog should not be allowed on the furniture, and their dog should not be allowed in the bed. And I'm not going to say that uh, now. <laughs> If you tell me that your dog is not allowing you on the couch or in your bed, then, yeah, I'm going to say, I don't think so. <laughs> we're, we're not having that because that's getting a little crazy here. But assuming that your pet is well-behaved and assuming that uh, they're not disturbing your sleep – then I don't care if they're on the couch or the bed. That doesn't, you know, some people think that, I don't know where this came in to, to play, that people think this, if the dog is up higher, that it somehow means that they think they have some elevated status or, you know, they read some 
the dog thinks that, oh, I'm on the couch. I'm getting away with something. The dog doesn't think anything of the kind. What the dog thinks is this is a nice, comfortable spot. And your dog is going to think, oh, I get to snuggle up and sit next to you. Isn't that nice? It doesn't necessarily mean anything bad at all. And uh, the only thing that I suggest is if you allow your pets on the furniture that they have an understanding of a command to get off. Because if you need them to get off for some reason, uh, it's nice to be able to say off and they hop off. And the more training a pet has had, the more flexible you can be with rules. And, you know, to say that they should or they should not do a particular thing just because dogs shouldn't be doing that is just, in my opinion, nothing is farther from the truth. But, you know, that having been said, um, I met someone many years ago who had two big dogs and her dog slept in her bed. And her dogs wouldn't let her go into the bed at all. They would growl at her. They'd chase her out. So when I met her, she was sleeping on the couch and her dogs were sleeping in her bed. (laughs) Now, in that particular case, I'm going to have to say, no, they're not allowed on the bed at all. That's that's ridiculous. Then I had um, another person who had contacted me many years ago, and I think she got mad at me when I made my suggestion. She had uh, just gotten a Jack Russell that she adopted. I think it was a rescue dog. And um, she was having the dog sleep with her, which is great. The dog loved sleeping with her. But the dog didn't think her husband should sleep with them. (laughs) So she told me that she sleeps in the bed with the dog and then her husband sleeps on the couch. And just to be fair, sometimes she lets her husband sleep in the bed and then she sleeps on the couch with the dog. And um, I asked her if she ever gave any thought and consideration to maybe the dog should sleep in its own bed (laughs) and and not be doing that. But I, I don't think that's the answer that she wanted to hear. And in that case, yeah, you know, that's ridiculous. Your dog is, you know. Uh, guarding spaces from people and not allowing them to come and go, that that is that is definitely a line in the sand. But it's not just because dogs shouldn't do it. It's because these particular dogs shouldn't not be doing it because they've, they're abusing the privilege. Let's say that. Um, another thing that people assume that I'm going to say is that uh, you shouldn't let, you, you should never let your dog walk out the door before you. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, me walking out the door before my dog is a little bit awkward. And I also think coming in, it's even more awkward. I really don't want to come into my house first. I want my dogs to go in first so I can see that they're inside. Um, But that having been said, um, I have a rule that my dogs are not allowed to run out the door at all first, second, or third, until I say we're going out the door. So if I open the door, we're not just going to, whoa, woohoo, door, we're going out. So when I say, okay, let's go, you can go in front of me. I don't care. It's easier for me to get through the door if you go in front of me. So, you know, I'm not even sure where this came from, the concept of, you know, doing something first, that you should eat first, that you should go out the door first. I don't even think dogs think like that. Um, I remember... When my son was really young, and I remember him beginning to understand the concept of, you know, before, after, tomorrow, yesterday, as a very young child, he didn't even understand 
you know, the idea of first or second. And I, I really don't think that uh, that's something that dogs think about, to be honest with you. So from a practical point of view, why do I want to go out the door first? I want you to not run out the door, period. And when I open the door and say, okay, let's go, I don't want you dragging me or pulling me because that, you know, you can knock me down. That's bad manners. But if we're abiding by those manners, first or second means absolutely nothing any more than your dog is sitting on the couch or sitting above you or something like that. And uh, this whole, you know, people think, oh, well, you know, we have to be the alpha, the alpha. That, that, that concept has gotten really, really out of hand. And I think a lot of people don't even know where that concept originated from. Uh, there is a... Um, research biologist whose name is David Meesh, and his last name is spelled M-E-C-H, so it looks like it would rhyme with tech, but it's pronounced Meesh. Anyway, he wrote uh, probably one of the most renowned books on wolf research, and he coined the phrase the alpha, and guess what? He recounted that. He has a website. You can look him up. You can, you know, David M-E-C-H. And he says he wished that he had never said that because in reality, um, in the wild, uh, the, the packs are actually families. It's not, you know, the dominant wolf and the alpha wolf and all that's, it's, it's just not even happening. Okay. So the ones that appear to be the leaders are like, like, the mother and father and the the ones that seem to be more subordinate are the the offspring and it, it is it isn't even like that um, in situations where wolves are in captivity uh, there may be some sort of pecking order apparently but that's not how things are out in the natural environment and you know I don't think that uh, Animals walk around thinking about what sort of rank they have and what sort of hierarchy they have. And I, I don't even think that it's relevant a lot of the time. Um, if you have some sort of, we'll say, dominance where your dog is like a little bit, okay, you know, we were respectful, maybe even intimidated by you, that does not create any degree of clarity. Uh, if you're trying to get your pet to understand something, how is being dominant going to clarify anything? It absolutely is not. It does not clarify a gosh darn single thing. <laughs> now, on the flip side of that, if your pet thinks you're just some sort of a, a doormat that, you know, a play toy that we have no regard for whatsoever, then you're, you're going to have a heck of a time convincing them to do or not do anything. Uh, because they think you're just silly and something to play with. So so that's certainly true. Uh, there's a certain degree of respect that has to come from uh, from you to your pet to you. But that I don't think that has anything to do with dominance. So, you know, when people say, you know, who's the alpha and, you know, who's the dominant one, it's just like, what are, what are you, what are you even talking about? Let's, let's just not even go there. So, you know, it's, it, there's some truth to it, but it, again, it's gotten like really, really out of hand, um, with that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, every situation is different, to be honest with you. One of my um, favorite stories to tell people is that uh, you know, 
One other thing, don't ever feed your dog from the table. Well, yeah, can that cause a problem? It can, especially if you're feeding your dog bad food and they can be beggars. And um, I remember I had met uh, some people who are very well-known in dog circles and um, they used to raise Newfoundlands. They um, were judges. They've written a lot of dog training books. And I happened to have eaten dinner at their house. And I bought one of their books because I thought, after all, I should. And the section on begging at the table, don't do it. Don't ever feed your dog from the table. It's bad, you know, because they're going to beg. And if your dog is – if you haven't trained your dog yet, maybe it is bad. But guess what? Their Newfoundland sat at the table with a napkin tied around his neck. Not only did he not try to eat the food to the right or left, he also didn't even try to take his own food until each individual piece was cut with a knife and fork and hand-fed to him. He had better table manners than most of the people at that table. So what happened to don't feed your dog at the table? Well, that wasn't in the book. I think that would have been a much better entry into the book. But the point is that dog had training. So dogs who have had training can get a lot more things that they can do and have fun and be around. So I'm going to leave you with that thought. And that's about going to wrap it up for this week's edition of Pet Talk. Thanks for listening. Have a good weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.